Jane Tolan's world came crashing down in 1984. Twice in four months, she was attacked in her apartment in Boston. At the time, she had a successful career in marketing, but after the attacks, she suffered from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Her doctor put her on an antidepressant, and that's when things went from bad to worse. The medication caused anxiety, fear, panic attacks, and suicidal depression. Over the next 30 years, she was prescribed one medication after another. All told, she took 16 of the 25 top-selling psychotherapeutic drugs, and they all helped make her life a living hell. But not any longer. I'm Diane Atwood, and Jane Tolan is my guest on today's episode of the Catching Health Podcast. Jane, welcome. Thank you. So this is a pretty heavy story that you have to tell. Why did you decide to go public with it? I decided to go public with it because um, when I was still <clears throat> mired in, in the side effects of the medication, I started doing research. And I learned that 30 million people take antidepressants. And when I came out of this, I got to thinking that of those 30 million, there are millions of people who are suffering as I did. And I'm hoping by telling my story that um, I, can, I can help somebody. So you were on antidepressants for 30 years, but you're not on any of them now? Uh, no, ma'am. I, I only take a vitamin. Huh. So <laughs> how, how do you feel? I feel absolutely terrific. I am back to being my old self. Well, let's talk about your old self, the good and the not so good. Why don't you take us back to your life in Boston? You were in your 30s, single, great career, good life. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us a story about that time? Uh, sure. I was vice president of marketing for uh, a Boston bank and we were celebrating our centennial um, the same year of uh, the city of Boston's Jubilee 350. So it was my job to come up with some kind of a program to draw attention to the bank. And um, we designed um, a program called the Notable Women of Boston. And uh, for that, we, we chose nine women out of Boston's history from the 1600s all the way up to, to uh, current times. We produced a seven foot by 14 foot uh, mural, or, or not a mural, a canvas, uh, depicting these women, uh, which was unveiled for the first time at the Kennedy Library, where we had a celebration dinner for 250 people, which I organized down to the last fork, and it was a great success. So to me, it, it sounds like you were a notable woman. <laughs> well, I was on the committee. Oh, and by the way, that mural now hangs at Simmons College. No kidding. And I went to see it about a year ago. So How'd that, that was, feel to be taken back? That was back? terrific, terrific, terrific. So things were good for you. You were kind of like a, at a peak almost, not necessarily. Um, but... Oh, I was. I was. So what happened to bring it all crashing down? Well, in 1984, I was attacked twice in four months. Uh, the first time um, I came, I came home in a cab. Um, 
at about 11 o'clock at night, a cabbie waited for me to get inside. I started up the staircase to my second floor apartment and two men propelled themselves out at me. My upstairs neighbor had let them in. Um, the second time was four months later in December of that year when um, a little creep shinnied up the drain pipe on the front of the building at 4.30 a.m. and came in an un unlocked window, uh, made his way around stealing things, and um, I, I was attacked. Um, so that's how this all started. So I could imagine after the first one, you were traumatized, but to have it twice... Were you even able to, to function on a daily basis, put one foot in front of the other? No. No, I couldn't. Um, I was given at that time. That's when I was started on antidepressants and, and um, tranquilizers, anti, so-called anti-anxiety medication. And um, that's when I left Boston. I, the, I could not function. I could not work. Um, so I came home to Maine, um, and lived with my parents. At the beginning of all of this, you were just taking medications and not doing any kind of talk therapy. No, I wasn't capable of talk therapy at that time because I was so traumatized. There was nobody in the medical field who was kind of overseeing or helping you to work through this other than just giving you the medications? No. How appropriate do you think this approach was, looking back? I think it was absolutely the right thing to do because um, it did. They, the medications quieted me down. Um, but the problem with it is that the prescriptions never stopped. Right. So what went wrong? When I started showing the side effects of the medications, the doctors tried to treat the side effects with more medications. And no doctor ever suggested I get off them. Or if they did, they took me off of them cold turkey, which I now know should never, ever be done because it causes discontinuation side effects. Um, or they'd switch me to another antidepressant. What kind of doctors were prescribing the medications for you? Well, family doctors, you know, when I first came up here, I went to my mother's doctor and he um, started me on antidepressants and um, um, tranquilizers. And over the years, I saw a number of psychiatrists and um, a number of uh, medical doctors. All the doctors you saw, did they react the same way when you started showing these side effects? Did they, would, would they switch you to another medication? They would switch me to another medication or they would up the dosage of the medication I was on or they would take me off of the cold turkey, none of which worked. One of the things that I'd like to understand is you were on many different kinds of antidepressants and they all cause side effects. Do they all cause the same kinds of side effects or did it depend? Um, they all cause side effects and they're pretty much the same because the way antidepressants work antidepressants work in the brain they affect the brain 
in the same way. And uh, they do cause the same kind of set of uh, side effects. Okay. So you might be switched to one that was different, but you were having the same side effects. Absolutely. And this notion that you should be tapered off a medication before starting a new medication, can you explain what that means? Yes, that means um, um, that uh, particularly coming off of antidepressants, the the first taper should be the least possible milligram decrease, depending upon how that, that particular med is made up, as possible. And then the same decrease the next taper and the next one and the next one. So it's it's the, the most minute taper possible over the longest period of time. Okay. And so yet time and time again, you were just taken off one and put on another, and that caused its own set of side effects and symptoms. Exactly. It was impossible to isolate anything that I was going through. Okay. Tell me about some of the other medications that you were given. All right. In addition to um, SSRI antidepressants, um, which are known to cause anxiety, I was given tranquilizers. And at one time, uh, just within the last five years, actually, I was on an antidepressant, a tranquilizer, a sleeping pill, because antidepressants cause insomnia, and amphetamines um, for misdiagnosed ADHD. Um, They are the accepted medication for ADHD. Um, So I was was basically non-functioning. When I was diagnosed with ADHD, I I couldn't believe it, and I did go to a local... um, medical center and took a two-hour test and the results showed that I was not ADHD. What I did have was what I call high anxiety, which is all of the, which exhibits all of the same symptoms of of ADHD, lack of concentration, overwhelmed, uh, inability to focus, on and on. Okay, and here you were on a tranquilizer to calm you down, and yet you are in a state of high anxiety. Yes, because tranquilizers also cause anxiety. So this went on for 30 years. Can you try to describe your life, your state of mind during that time, how you were able to function or not function? Um, yes, yes, I can. On a daily basis, Um. I experienced what I've come to call high anxiety. Anxiety pumps adrenaline into the system. That causes fear, and it also causes anger. Um, um, I, I experienced suicidal depression all the time. I even picked up the spot. I couldn't get my words out. I would get into the in the middle of a thought and just stop talking. And there was nothing in my head. It wasn't even a question of going back and, you know, how you do, kind of pick it up and, and I couldn't do that. 
um, I couldn't get my words out. I, I would know what I wanted to say, but I couldn't say it. I couldn't understand what people were saying to me. I'd, I'd stand there and look at them, and I developed a, um, a kind of a, a ploy that someone would be telling me something or giving me instructions, and I'd say, excuse me, but I didn't understand what you just said. Could you say it again, please? Um, basically, I just, I did not function, and I, I merely, I subsisted. I just subsisted. I couldn't keep my my apartment or myself clean. I had a woman come into my apartment one day, not a friend, and she said, oh, it smells not like my old aunt's house in here. Um, I, oh, that was the daily. Um, the major events that occurred during those 30 years that were, you know, catastrophic were, I was trying to run a business, um, and I declared bankruptcy. I begged rent money from my church. I received partial rent money from my town, from town assistance. I moved into Section 8 housing. Most devastating of all was I was declared totally, completely disabled um, on February 7th, 2012. A day I'll never forget. Would you call that your bottom? Absolutely. Is that when you decided you needed to do things differently, that it was going to be up to you because it wasn't happening otherwise? Yeah. Yes, that's a very good way to put it. Um, I had been doing research on you know, what I was taking all along, and um, at about this time, in, fe- in, in 2012, I had been put on the, what turned out to be the last antidepressant <clears throat> I ever took, um, which is known for causing the worst side effects of any of them. And that, you know, took me to another low. And that's when I decided that I had to try to change things. Couple of questions. Mm. During any of this time, did you ever see a therapist for the PTSD? Yes, absolutely. And did that help, at least with that issue? Yes, yes it did. Okay. Absolutely. The other question that I had was, can you tell us the names of some of these antidepressants? The most prevalent um, antidepressant now is called an SSRI. I won't even go into what that stands for, but there's serotonin in there. The sale of antidepressants is um, second only to cholesterol-lowering drugs in this country. And... The um, antidepressants that I was on were Wellbutrin, Celexa, Pristique, Effexor, that was the last one, Lexapro, Prozac, Paxil, Zoloft, all of those. And there wasn't a one that didn't give you side effects? 
That is correct. The side effects that I experienced from the antidepressants were um, the anxiety, uh, very high anxiety, which causes a whole bunch of other stuff. And the suicidal depression, um, that was one of the first things to leave me when I stopped taking them. Um, and it had its effects on me physically, too. Um, I mean, I've just lost 42 pounds. Um, so they put on weight. Um, my cholesterol was dangerously high. Um, and when I stopped taking antidepressants, it came down 60 points. So it can't be due to, you know, anything else. I could not function. I couldn't think. And when you can't think, you can't do anything. But you were able to make that decision that you weren't going to do this anymore. So you go to your doctor and you say, I've decided I don't want to take these anymore. And what was the doctor's response? Well, the, the doctor said that, you know, uh, I, have to, I have to warn you that if you stop taking your uh, um, antidepressants, that you could relapse. And my response to that was relapse into what? You know, I'm already there. Um, and it took me a year, a solid year, to convince her um, that this is what I really wanted to do. And was this doctor a psychiatrist, a family doctor? What kind of doctor? She was a newly minted um, psychiatrist at a local medical center. Okay. And also, when you went to see psychiatrists, the role of the psychiatrist was just to monitor your medications, nothing else? Yes. As a matter of fact, I've learned that um, uh, SSRI antidepressants have really changed how psychiatric care is delivered in this country. Um, you used to be able to go to a psychiatrist and um, engage in so-called talk therapy. And, ther and um, psychiatrists don't do that anymore. All they do is prescribe. And most of what they prescribe are antidepressants and tranquilizers. In fact, I had been off antidepressants only a month. Um, and it was a very, very difficult time. And I went to see my psychiatrist and she said, well, you know, I really can't um, book another appointment with you because I'm not prescribing anything for you. Did you have any kind of medical oversight as you were coming off? As I was coming off, yes. But when I finished tapering off, there were months and months and months of changes um, during which I did not have any psychiatric care. I finally, finally found a therapist who knows about this, who knows how the meds work in the brain, what the effects are, and she saved my life. How did she save your life? Because I was in such, I was such a mess when I first walked into her office. 
I think certainly from the side effects of coming off of the medication, but principally because I was dealing with the new awareness that the meds had done this to me for 30 years. And she, I was just distraught. I was crushed. I was incredulous. I, I couldn't believe that I was, that I had, that I was coming back into my real life. And that is what has caused, had caused it. And that's why I found a therapist and she really, she put me back together. You know, I was going to ask you if you were angry about those 30 years, and I guess you did. He went... <laughs> oh, well, yes. Um, angry, uh, uh, incensed, appalled. And that's when I started doing my research, now that I could read it and understand it, uh, in... You know, it just consumed me that I had to find out how this happened. Um, and that's why I'm telling my story. And I'm glad that you are, because I think you're going to help a lot of people. Give them hope. Because not only did you have your 30 years of hell, but it sounds like when you decided to come off, that was hell, too, because you had to deal with withdrawal. Yes, I did. You know, my newly minted psychiatrist um, had no idea how to taper me off a medication. And she cut my uh, dosage in half, half, in three weeks. And I had what I'm calling a, a psychotic event. I was at home in my bedroom, and I went absolutely nuts. And I had to call the EMTs. Because I was afraid. I was so terrified. I had to call the EMTs. Were you, I afraid, was not... were you afraid you were going to hurt yourself? Yes. Came very close. Were you hospitalized? I was not. I probably should have been, but I was not. But even though this was really, really bad, you stuck with it. I did. I did, because very early on, and this is so important for people who are, are, are trying, are thinking about it, or, or who are in the process of coming off these things, very, very early on, I would say maybe even just six weeks to a month after I took my last little pill, I had a glimmer that I was coming back. Can you tell it was us? Like, it was like, oh my God, this is it. This is it. I am coming back. I was still experiencing some horrendous side effects of, they don't even, the doctors don't even know, of either taking them for so long or coming off of them in so short a period of time or coming off of them at all. I mean, who knows where to, you know, where to put this. Um, but I, it, it started making sense and I started figuring it out and there was finally some hope. The last one you took was April 30th, 2015. It was. 
just shy of your 70th birthday. Yes. And you have been reborn. Yes, I call it, um, I have, it's like an awakening. Uh, everything is clear now. You know, I can think, I can talk, I can function. Um, I have hope. I get enthusiastic. I have dreams. Um, I can love people again. It's amazing. But to go way back 30-plus years now, when you were put on that first antidepressant, that was the right thing to do. But what wasn't the right thing to do in retrospect was to keep you on antidepressants those 30 years. That's right. That's right. Um, it robbed me of most of my adult life, the greater, greater, greatest portion of my adult life. Um, yeah. And I know because we've already talked about it, you're pretty angry. But you are turning that energy into real positive things that you're working on. You want to write a book about your experience. You're already writing a blog. You're doing interviews like this one. You're taking on a lot. But it's all for the good. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel good about I feel good about getting my story out and, and certainly being active again. Yes. And the wonderful thing is that not only do you have the enthusiasm, you have the ability to do it. Your brain's working. Yes, it is. Tell us a little bit about your blog, because that's ready for people to read right now. Yes, it is. And um, in my blog, um, I do tell my personal story because that's the basis of all of this. But more importantly, in the blog, I share some of the... Um, some of my tapering tips, um, which are very basic, very can-do kinds of things, um, how to talk to your doctor, how to um, produce a personal assessment chart that charts your personal reactions to the medications that you're taking, um, what to take with you to see your doctor, um, a point of buddy. Um, to be with you um, all along the way. There are some very practical, um, useful things, things that, that helped me a lot to get through this. What's the name of the blog? Ambushed by Antidepressants, How a Woman Reclaimed Her Life After 30 Years on Mind-Altering Drugs. Well, I want to thank you for being with us today, for sharing your story. Your story is a powerful one. I think you are a really brave human being, and I think that you are going to inspire some other people to change their lives. So bravo. Uh, thank you. I'm sorry that you had to live through hell to get here. I am Diane Atwood, and you've been listening to the Catching Health Podcast. I will be right back with more. been listening to my interview with Jane Tolan. 
To read the show notes and get a direct link to the blog she is writing about her experiences, go to catchinghealth.com. You'll also find a list of several books and articles that help Jane better understand the reactions she had to the antidepressants she was on. And while you're on my website, take some time to look around. You'll find recipes, fitness tips, blog posts on a variety of health and wellness topics, and more podcast episodes. I'm Diane Atwood. Thank you for listening to the Catching Health Podcast. I hope you have a great day.